Hello, and this is a very <laughs> completely different episode of the Doc and Son podcast. It is uh, split into two parts, which I will be combining them <laughs> both on the same audio track. And uh, I'll edit them together to make it sound like a whole. And, uh, well, it's about <coughs> what I did on Wednesday with my mom in her car on the, on our way to the house. And then what I just did right now with my dad. We just came back from work from Naples. And uh, I recorded... <coughs> well, here's the thing. Today's March 11th, and what's happened today is like, also become really... Uh, an impactful moment, significant moment in history of the world. It was two years ago today that the COVID-19 became a national, a a life-threatening virus. And, uh, (coughs) (coughs) forget, don't worry. It's just, um, it's just a mild fever. I'm actually okay, though. Not covid so you, you're safe. I, mean, I don't think I can get you infected over airwaves. But anyway, once it was announced by Trump that the uh, the virus was um, international, I don't know, very contagious. It could be spread all over by air travel. It's airborne. Uh, the whole world went into full lockdown. <coughs> People had to retreat to their homes. Uh, could not leave their pl- cannot leave their places for I can't remember how long it was for. We all had to like communicate to like our friends or loved ones over Zoom, which is the new kind of Skype. It's been now completely totally popular for the past two years. Uh, we all had to keep a distance of six feet from each other. Uh, we, if we ever went out in public, we all had to wear masks and, like, uh, sanitize ourselves all the time and be six feet apart. And, uh, God knows what else, uh, the World Health Organization told us to not, told us not at what to do. But anyway, it affected the whole world completely. And, uh, <coughs> I was in the same position as you guys were. In my house, for God knows how long, no going out, in my pajamas all the time, walking around my neighborhood, away from everybody else, uh, (coughs) six feet each other, (coughs) six feet apart, and, um, well, let's see, growing out my hair, uh, just staying in my room the whole time, uh, doing absolutely nothing but watching TV and uh, I don't know it just kind of sucked although I was able to lose 30 pounds over the for four over four months that that's one pro about being in lockdown I wasn't able to see any of my friends or my family that one was another another blow I guess you all can agree with me that way I'm just saying Let's all raise our middle finger. Let's all give a big, gigantic middle finger to the virus. (coughs) (coughs) To Anthony Fauci, who didn't even do jack squat.
to help us all. Neither Biden. I'm pretty sure is responsible for starting this whole new war between Russia and Ukraine. So, anyway, let's get into it, alright. The two-parter uh, episode of the podcast where I get both my mom's and dad's opinion on the virus of what and how it's affected society for the and for the past two years and what's to expect in the not too distant future. So here's the first part: me talking to my mom and our uh, on the car, in the car on the on the ride to the house for half an hour. So bear with me and uh, enjoy. Good afternoon, fellow listeners. This is episode 76 of the Doc and Son podcast, usually hosted by yours truly, my dad, Dr. Joaquin Barber, K. the Doc, and me, his son, Santiago, K. Son. Again, thank you for tuning in, and uh, Doc's away at work in Naples, but he'll be back later tonight. So in the meantime, to fill in his shoes, is yours truly who you all love and adore, especially because she's a great conversationist. <laughs> Whatever you call it. Okay. Yeah, my mom, Rosemary Barbara. She's back again. Hey, Bob. Hey, how are you? Thank you for inviting me again. Of course. Now, uh, this is like, I've done this before. Uh, not at the house. We're not in the house. Not my grandparents. Not in our rooms or their room. Um, we, are, I, we are in my mom's car on our way back to the house. Yes. We just gotten some Mojo Donuts. Mm, for those who don't know what Mojo Donut is, it's better than Dunkin' Donuts. Oh yeah, zillion times. So Mojo Donuts for those Miami natives is a local Miami. It's a Miami donut shop, right? It's a mom and pop business. It is. And it's really good. It's growing. Um, I think they have like four already. Like four. Um, <laughs> Uh, four places where they sell them. Some of them are them. Some they have just borrow space. They're really good. And um, they have very creative kind of uh, donuts. So they're out-of-the-box kind of donuts. Really, really good. So we recommend it. We're not being sponsored by Mojo Donuts. Or anybody else that we mentioned. Any other company, any other brand. We support local businesses. Yes, we do. Right? So you want to go, try it. An amazing abuela or dulce de leche uh, donut. Death by chocolate. Yeah. Brownie. Just, yeah, we just had that death by chocolate. It was really good. Rich. Very good. Okay, so we're driving, so let's. What I wanted to talk to you. Well, first, this I think it's this isn't a two-parter episode. Okay. It's uh, well, okay, maybe kind of is, but it's really quick. Um, it's quick, but. Okay. I don't know how to describe this, but okay, here's what I want to talk to you about. I wanted to talk about because, like, tomorrow, Friday, March 11th, it marks, like, a very important, significant imp- a day, as, like, in, the, I think, the history of the world. Okay. What is that? Uh, two, uh, t- two years ago tomorrow, uh-huh. it'll be, okay, it'll be two years t- tomorrow since the whole world went into lockdown after the COVID-19 uh, was considered uh, a virus. A threat to the world. A global virus. Uh-huh. And 
we all had to be put into lockdown. Uh-huh. To what? To protect ourselves. Yeah, that's what they told us, right? That's the World Health Organization told us. Yep, you're right about that. So what do you want to know about it? or? What happened? Like, when every, like before that... It was the 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 the, the COVID uh, pandemic. Uh, the, yes. the virus was actually like three months before that. It started. Was being in... investigated in Wuhan, China. Exactly. Starting. So, do you want my opinion? You were telling me that you yeah. wanted to hear my opinion about what? About the lockdowns or about? No, the, 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 the virus and then the lockdown and then what life has been like for the past two years for everybody. Okay, so that's a three-part question. Okay, so first of all. Well, I'm going to be controversial again for some people and for other people. It's all right. I'm going to be like... Open and honest. Okay. So, at first, I think, when there was all this um, news coming out from China, I started to watch it in Twitter in January. Twitter, Twitter, January. Um, Terrifying, really terrifying uh, images of coming out from China and doctors dying and accusing the government for not releasing, um, you know, what was really happening in Wuhan. So it was scary. We would see even people throwing themselves from their buildings and they were locked inside to die. I didn't see that. Oh, yeah, it was terrible. So my husband, being a doctor, told me, look, this looks like it's going to be a pandemic. This was in January. And I was I was concerned. But, you know, we saw it really far away. We thought it was going to stay, like, in Asia. Like, we have seen even a, Ebola in other countries in Africa. But, it, you know, it's contained. So we didn't know how fast it would spread out. And then by February, I remember my husband telling me by the end of it was the beginning of march he told me i think this is gonna become a world pandemic he was working at the time in virginia and he said i think we have to this looks really bad the world health organization started to say that it was still contagious all these people dying and terrible news and he said i think we We don't know what this is about. We don't know what virus this is. We don't know if it's like Ebola kind of. People dying of almost bleeding to death. And he said, so with respirators. And he said, we need to prepare for the worst. And I said, what do you mean? And your dad was, we need to buy food. Uh, Because I think there's going to be no food and no medicines. So we were... We didn't know what it was, so I we believed what was being told and we saw. So Dad and I were one of the few, the first ones to go and stock up on food and um, toilet paper. People didn't think about it, but I went and I bought a lot of toilet paper. <laughs> and um, so, lo and behold, what happened on the tw- on the eleventh, right? March of March. 2020. Yes, they well they announced it before the 11th of March that we were going on lockdown, right? For the 11th of March, so my your dad went and we ha- we were under the impression that this virus was really 
uh, what they said it was. It was going to kill us. It was going to kill 30% of the population of the world. That's what was predicted. Kill. Actually kill 30% of the whole world. And was, was that right? Well, after 15 days of slowing the spread, that it was not 15 days, and then it went down to another 15, and another 15, and another one, and three months, and five months. How many months were, were we on lockdown? Like three months? I don't I know. It was, I don't even remember anymore. Uh, it was a nightmare. It was terrible. They were telling us every day the counts of how many people were dying, and with respirators, and, and uh, emergency hospitals being built and uh people dying alone in hospitals they wouldn't allow anybody to go see their loved ones people were dying in respirators um the lack of masks people were making masks out of cloth remember that something so it was very scary and we believed at first that it was really deadly and then slowly but surely we started to understand that this was a different virus and this virus at first that's when my husband and I thought this virus is not developed naturally we you know from the beginning kind of the beginning we we knew we my husband and I thought this this has to be some sort of accident or something that came out from Wuhan we didn't I didn't buy the thing that it came out from a bat or from a child you know oh. I don't believe that well, during that time, uh -huh. I think during lockdown, I took the opportunity to watch the, the movie Contagion, Oof. which I'm pretty sure was like a premonition, whatever you, you know, like, like you can see yes. something in the future before it actually happens. Uh-huh, yeah. Because you saw it all. Oh, I saw it, and it was terrible. <laughs> so we thought it was going to be like that.
little by little we started to find out with the research that it's an inflammatory it causes inflammation and it causes that's why it causes all this blood clots and immune reaction and inflammatory process in all our organs and the lungs and the heart so um, we needed to take anti-inflammatory which at first they were saying it was not that so to make the long story short you know what I was very disappointed about the fact that they were just coming out with information spreading hysteria mass hysteria and it just divided our country instead of unifying us it made everybody paranoid paranoid yes and it has even separated families families that believe that this is almost like a cult for covid it has become almost like a religion you know blaming people oh if you don't wear a mask you're a shame if you don't wear a mask you're putting at risk everybody in the world like everybody when they knew that the masks were not really sufficient to prevent this disease and then they shaming mask shaming and then vaccine shaming people right so i think that it was wrong when i saw that i said you know what this is beyond an illness and i think political groups have taken advantage of the covid well, situation yeah, such like the black lives matter uh, organization well they did and then the democratic and, party and uh, then the elections like when george floyd was uh, killed and like uh there were riots and then sued and like people that just made the crisis the covid crisis even well, worse you know what it was crazy because people were were vandalizing vandalizing killing other people burning stealing rioting without masks and they were not arrested right i, I don't even remember i don't know if people i it's like a nightmare to me maybe the police didn't want to get terrible no could they get the virus but then they were putting in jail people that were not wearing a mask huh. in a school or any school or in a or restaurant or yeah restaurants were closed so that didn't make sense that's when i said you know what this doesn't make sense this is this is absolutely not making sense so um i think we changed our minds we figured out that you know there's yeah some people do believe in the vaccines if you believe in the vaccine that's fine it's up to you Pfizer, you Moderna yeah, Johnson mm. Johnson AstraZeneca so if if you believe in the vaccine and you want to put that vaccine in your body that's your choice you know what go for it but if you don't want to put it on also go for it don't put it on don't put the vaccine I didn't like the fact that they were shaming pe people for not putting on a vaccine. So this has been my take from COVID two years, Santi. I think common sense. Wait, wait, I just wanted to ask, like your opinion on lockdown. Were there any pros and cons about oh, being... Oh, yeah, to totally. Uh, like I think... being locked inside your own home, somewhere that you can't go out. You, you like, uh, we have to communicate through, like... Face... No, Zoom. Zoom. Because of the pandemic, everybody started using this uh, format of like uh, somewhat like Skype. Exactly. It, called Zoom. So I think. Um, Wait, Skype's extinct already, right? Almost. No, I think it still works. But you're right. You know what? Um, I think the the lockdowns isolated 
human contact and we cannot live without being in contact with people and I think it created a lot of mental health problems I think it separated families instead of uniting them um, I think it created problems like alcoholism a lot of alcoholism they closed up they they had they closed churches but they had the liquor stores open hmm. you tell me about that does that make sense no people couldn't go worship God and ask for you know to get some comfort huh. right and worship God but they could go to buy booze that's crazy so that doesn't make sense something right so it was incredible in my opinion ridiculous um what the lockdowns really didn't they don't work i don't think they work to be honest well for me well i was i didn't have to like, get up and like take a shower and like it could be in my pajamas all day yeah the only thing is i had to be six feet apart from people. i know it was, that was we all had to be a, we all had to keep a distance of six feet yeah it was creepy right it was stupid. It was crazy, all these boundaries and rules that we were given. I agree with you. So, did they help? Honestly, I don't know. I don't even know if I was brought close to to anybody. No, I don't think, I, I don't think the lockdowns really, you know, for some reason, so to me, they, they separated families. They created a lot of mental health problems, and they created a lot of alcoholism. Homeless people. Oh, there's a homeless guy insulting us now. All right, so everybody, it's okay. Sorry about that. It's sorry. Just a homeless guy on the street just begging for money. Yeah, but he was yelling at us and saying. He's yelling things. at everybody. He's yelling at everybody. Every car. Okay. So yeah, <coughs> but, uh, I think I think. The, well, good, one pro for me is I got to watch a lot of movies when I was a lot of TV. Yeah. So okay. It had good things for me too, to, to yeah, I, I think I, it, it it improved my. I almost had grew out hippie hair. Yeah, you did. You look. I grew a beard. I almost had a beard. <laughs> my hair was like, how would you describe it? Uh, like a Jufro. It was huge. A Jufro. Oh wow. Okay. I almost had a Jufro. That was humongous. Yeah. So for me, the good part about that was, I did. There was no noise. There was no traffic outside. There were a lot of animals and nature and a lot of uh, birds, right? A lot of birds. Um, so that was beautiful. I enjoyed it. We were in Florida, so it was beautiful weather at that time. I remember going out for walks and there was zero traffic, like literally incredible. Um, and it increased my, to me personally, my prayer life. I think I went back and it helped me go back to my desire of having more, a better relationship with God, like um, presence of God in my day. So that was something very good for me. It was bad that at first I was even scared of look, seeing my mom and dad and they're old and I was, they were alone and I was so, I feel guilty right now for not being with them. You know, they could have been with us all day, right? Because we were not with anybody. We, we didn't have contact with anyone, right, Santi? So it was stupid that we were gonna get mom and dad sick if we still, we had no contact with anybody else. So I think that was, I feel guilty about that. 
about believing all this nonsense. Anyway, we were not seeing anybody else. I could have seen my mom and dad, and, and it was time that I feel it was uh, wasted. So, um, also not seeing my husband, right? We didn't see your dad for three months. He was going for eight days, and he didn't come back after three months. Remember that? Huh. So. It's been a long, been two years. Yeah. I don't. I can't even remember him being gone so, for three months. So, lesson learned. <coughs> Have common sense. Question. Question when, um, you know, things are happening. Always, does it make sense? Um, I do believe in science. I do believe that. We have to listen to, to experts. Yeah, we got to listen to people who know what they're doing. Exactly. But there's also, we have to have the common sense thinking that some political groups uh, do take advantage of situations of crisis. And I didn't like that. They took advantage to separate us more than unite us. Um, a lot of people died. Yes, they did. But it was because of lack of knowledge on how to treat COVID. Um, um, I don't know if the vaccine has actually uh, slowed the spread because now even people who were vaccinated, like you're vaccinated, double vaccinated, still and you've still masks. got COVID. Yeah, and you've still got COVID. We so. all got it. Yeah, we all got COVID. So. We got it during Christmas last year. Mm -hmm. So well, we have to use our common sense, <coughs> I guess. We have, I there guess, will always be illnesses. But I guess one con for me. What? <coughs> What is a con? Uh, I stopped going to college. Yes, and that made me very concerned. I stopped going to Miami-Dade College. Yeah. Maybe it was some kind of like awakening for me, like a um, silver lining of some sort. In what sense? That I don't think it was my, it was my field of what I was trying to pursue. No? I, actually, to tell you the truth, I have no idea. And that's okay. Yeah, that's it's not okay. Gonna, I'm going to be 22. But that's okay. Like seven weeks. Yeah. I'll still be living with you and dad under the same. Mariana, too. There's a lot of people that live with their parents. You met still a lot don't of drive. I'm not employed. Don't have a girlfriend. Uh, no insurance. No. Jeez, um, what else is there? No motivation. I think you do have a motivation. You want to get a job, and you want to have an you want to have an employment. You do want to have a girlfriend. I want a future. You want a future, so that is good. Yeah, but I don't show it. Well, I don't even try. Well, you're gonna try. I think it has affected us tremendously. This COVID, like I said, to some people more than others, but I don't think. I think it has changed. People are very self-conscious about illnesses. Um, and I just hope that we can continue this life and this world without paranoia, with real science behind and common sense, because the mental health of people is very important. And it's nothing to be, you know, to play with, around with. I think it was irresponsible and negligent from some of the scientists to create the paranoia there were without really having a 
a real grasp and we were lied to at points, you know, when they said that there were no masks and yes, masks. Uh, I think Fauci should go to jail for lying because uh, he has a lot of blood in his hands. Any other, like, died. people, this profession of medicine and science who should, like, be, their licenses should be revoked, they should be barred for, like, having no common knowledge or, like... I think the people that were on those advisory groups that they had no idea what they were doing and then they were lying and they knew there's emails of them saying like oh yeah let's t you know th there's not enough masks in the world to protect the doctors so they told people that yes you can wear a cloth mask and you will not get sick when they knew that it doesn't work right so at the same time um you know, then lying that, yes, you, you, you have to wear a mask, but then you can wear a cloth mask when it actually didn't work. See, that, those people should those people should go to jail something, I think. And the ones who... Uh... And also the people who make the vaccines, who knew that there were side effects, like they would kill young people, young men your age. Blood clots create all this uh, autoimmune diseases. Um from the vaccine and then they didn't release it when they knew they had studies that proved that that the vaccines would cause a lot of side effects and that the vaccine companies have immunity um so it doesn't matter how sick you get they will not be responsible for your illness even though you're you know you can die from it so that those people should go to jail but oh who should not stay who should not be in jail joe rogan <laughs> of course not, that guy. Even though he doesn't bring up, people are saying that people brings on like they give misinformation on the COVID pandemic and the vaccine. So that's the that problem. Stuff. Why misinformation? Why do they call it misinformation when the ones that were giving misinformation at first were those people that said that you didn't have to wear a mask and then yes you did and then then they said that you did you did have to wear a mask and then they said that cloth masks were enough but they were. That is misinformation. Um, those people were responsible for millions of people. Well, who shouldn't be incarcerated? Who should you trust? Like, who would you say you should recommend? Who do you recommend to trust? Scientists that actually have worked with directly with a pa thousands of patients and cured them. And that's where you should. You should look into those doctors that have actually been with thousands of patients and have seen them recover from COVID and the treatments that they have used with them. Okay. I don't like the government taking control and saying only this treatment works. There's many treatments that work, Santi. And we have to be open. When there's an emergency, when there is, like they said, this is an emergency situation. So they allow the emergency release of vaccines without any tr proof. Why then they don't have the same uh, logic for treatment for this virus. So for treatment for vaccine, they say, yes, we're gonna leave emergency, you know, whatever you give me, it's good, it, you know, we're gonna take the risk. But for treatment, for actually treating people to recover, oh no, only Tylenol. And if you use, I'm gonna give an example, hydroxychloroquine or other medicines that they would use out of the box, they said, no, it's a crime and, and you're going to go to, we're going to take your medical license away. 
See, that is what doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. So that's what I want you to remember. And everybody else out there who might listen to this. Yes, please think about it. Think about that. So how come, yes, for vaccines, emergency authorization, carte blanche, meaning like you can do whatever you want and only six months trial and nothing, not releasing any side effects. But for medicines that have been in the market for 40 years that have helped millions of people throughout the years, like me, so I'm going to disclose something. I take everyday hydroxychloroquine for the past three years because I have an autoimmune condition. But hydroxychloroquine, FYI, is not for autoimmune conditions. That is what they call, um, I'm taking it off-label, right? So what, you're going to take the license away from thousands of rheumatologists and specialists because they give it to their patients that have autoimmune diseases? No, actually, it's, it's very well known. They, they allow it, even though it's off-label. So... Do you see why it doesn't make sense? Yeah, I guess so. Makes no sense. So let's be logical. Let's think about it. And let's not just jump into conclusions and believe everything that they tell us. Okay? okay. So I think that's that's my take. Well, all right. I'm take. glad I got to hear your side of like... Fauci to jail. The past two years <laughs> of the pandemic. Oh, I forgot to mention one more. There is a pro. Another pro about the, 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 the lockdown during the pandemic. I was able to lose a lot of weight. Oh, yeah, me too. I lost a lot of weight too. And you look great. I lost like 30 pounds. I lost 50. And because of doing cardio, I dance cardio in the backyard all the time. Yeah. Every day for like an hour and a half till I sweated through my socks. Yeah, for a year, right? Must be like five months. Yeah, awesome. I, so st- I, I still think I'm in good shape. You are, you are, you are. You just have to do a yeah. little more. Um... Well, I'm a tall, well, I'm tall, so that way. I'm six foot, so I, I can handle. Yeah. Okay. Last thing. Terrible thing. What? Effect. What? The economic collapse of our world. Terrible. People losing their jobs. Companies, small businesses broke. Yeah, yeah. People. Yeah, bankrupt. Foreclosure. Yeah. A lot of bankrupt people. Um, that's I. That's terrible. You know, and then creating the, the government to be like. Let's just hope it doesn't happen again. Bigger and bigger. I hope people can like be able to like fix their lives. Like, well, well, let's use common sense. Well, okay. Well, thank you. This has been this has been Mom's opinion on the COVID pandemic for the past two years. I'm sure there's. And uh, I will when Dad comes back. I will get his opinion on this and add it. Sounds great. So thank you very much, and uh, I'm not done yet. All right. Ciao. Continue. Bye. I mean, okay, I'll see you later. Talk. Bye. It's not finished just yet. That was mom's opinion on the COVID-19 outbreak pandemic. I'm going to give you part two, which is my dad's, which is much shorter than what you just heard. It's nine and a half minutes. He's an expert. He's a doctor, so uh, let's hope this will not put you to sleep. My mom's a great talker. She never puts anybody to sleep. My dad, on the other hand, nah. Well, I'm his son, so whatever. Here he is. Hello. This is part two of episode 76 of Doc and Son. Last uh, Wednesday, I got my mom's opinion on uh, two years since the 
COVID pandemic outbreak and how it's affected society or the lives of everybody else in the world, uh, whether or not it'll be, uh, it'll dampen down in the later future. And uh, I decided to like now get the opinion on an expert at that. And uh, he just came back from work from Naples. My dad, the doc. He's with Duke the dog right here. Okay, so what would you like to know? My opinion on what? Well, as a doctor, today is the two-year anniversary since the COVID pandemic struck, and the whole world went into lockdown, where we all had to, like, communicate via Zoom. Okay. Uh, We couldn't see loved ones or friends or any of that stuff, only from a distance of maybe six feet. So we all had to wear masks outdoor. We all had to, like, uh whatever the boundaries are and like uh so what what bothered you the most was all these weird rules or that you were you had like an early prediction like it was going to happen because like in 2019 like november and december of 2019 so we we heard that it was going it was coming around from china yeah wuhan we knew it was going to happen so if you ask me about what do i think about the public health measures that we took, whether they worked or not, um, I think that we never did the right studies, so we're probably gonna never know. I don't think that the lockdowns did much, and I don't think that the um, masking did anything. The social distancing? Probably didn't do much either. What about Zoom? Well, working by Zoom, uh, I guess, I mean, but I, I, I'm not sure that it didn't do a ton of harm either. So, especially for young children, not going to school, I think we're going to see that it did a lot, a lot of harm. One of the things that I think people don't realize is how quickly we got things under control. Really? Historically, pandemics last 10 years. Part of it is because there was no air travel, so they traveled slower. This thing went worldwide in a month, um, but within a year, we identified the virus, we sequenced it, we were able to create a vaccine, and we've delivered millions of doses to the world. Yeah, but there are three different variant, uh, three different variants. Yeah, uh, there's going to be more. But. Pfizer, Moderna, uh, Johnson and Johnson. No, no, wait, wait. Uh, um, <coughs> other variant, other variants uh, of the vaccine. So yes, but so normally developing a vaccine takes ten years. Also, so we did it in eighteen months. So I, I think that that was a, a great achievement. Uh, you think it's being like um. Well, let's say I think we all knew this was going to... No, none of us knew this was going to happen, but for some reason there was like a premonition, a feature film premonition about the pandemic occurring. Well, we knew that it was... Contagion. I'm talking about contagion. We knew that it was eventually going to happen, a pandemic. Um, And we knew it was going to come from China. No, that we did not know. It didn't come from an infectious bat. No, we don't think so. It probably actually came from a lab. But um, 
pandemics have always existed. They've existed since humans have been around. Um, we just didn't remember one. The last one that we had was the um, Spanish flu pandemic in 1918. Well, what about the bubonic plague, like, the, the, the black plague in like Europe? Well, that, that was like was, in the 1340s. That was way before that. Um, we're not going to see that kind of pandemic anymore because those are by bacteria and we have antibiotics that take care of that. The pandemics that we're going to continue to see are going to be made by, um, by viruses like this one. And we're probably going to see more of them. And are we still going to have the same like guidance and rules for when the, it's, it broke out? We don't know. It depends on what the next pandemic looks like. What if there is no next pandemic? Wait, next pandemic, same disease? No, there's going to be probably a different disease. And how do you think it's being handled like by the experts in medicine and science, the World Health Organization? Well, we could say like uh, the person to blame for like, uh, well, I don't know how it's being poorly handled. Ouchie Fauci. I don't think you did a great job, but I, I think that in general, we did okay. And uh, when Trump was still president, I think, sorry, that's Duke. Uh, you think he handled it, you know, like uh, sending out, like getting like uh, experts to set up like uh, medicines I think, and like. I uh, think he did a good, good job with the vaccine. What's wrong, Duke? What do you yeah, it's just a bit fussy right now. He doesn't mean harm. Okay. So that's my opinion on the pandemic. Well, oh, uh, let me ask also about lockdown. What was like lockdown for you? My mom told me you were away at work when lockdown happened. Yeah, I got stuck in Virginia for three months, remember? We couldn't see you. You didn't come back until like when? June? July? Three months, yeah. Uh, March, April, May, June, yeah. What was lockdown like for you? It was lonely, boring. You had to stay in your house. Yeah, when, go when I wasn't working, yeah. Well, did you walk, at least walk in the outdoors? A little bit, yeah. You and I know you must have resided somewhere in the woods. No. What because it? it was Virginia. It's a country. It's like a country state. There's countrysides. Yeah. Residents, residents live like in the woods, the back area. No, not everybody's empty. Well, at least you were a doctor. Since you're a doctor, you know exactly how to take care of yourself. I guess. Okay, so that's my opinion. Yeah, well, that was good. It's much shorter than mom's. How long was hers? 31 and a half minutes. Oh, wow. well, it was a long car, it was a car ride. That's a long opinion. Okay. Well, I guess we could just say, being two years with this massive shitstorm, I'm gonna say it like that, worldwide shitstorm. Well, it's kind of dampened down a little bit. We people are out again. Wearing masks is optional if we're vaccinated. It doesn't really mean we can't get the vaccine. But as long as we take good care of our our, sis, our body, bodies and our system, we got nothing to worry about. Yep. Maybe, maybe sometime in the not too distant future, uh, maybe it'll all go back to like. Uh, no, maybe not. It's going back to normal. But let's just hope there aren't any more riots and sort of like the Capitol mm -hmm. attacker, George Floyd. Or maybe, let's just hope sometime the war in Ukraine against Russia. 
Sayonara, ciao, arrivederci. No, arrivederci, ciao. Uh, adios. Good afternoon, good evening, good night. God bless. Love y'all. And goodbye. And I would say that again, but just one more thing, and I swear uh, that's it. Uh, for this second anniversary of COVID, a little something to what I'm pretty sure relates to how we were all in our homes for like how long six feet apart over zoom and there was nobody in the streets nobody driving nobody going places a lot of uh, uh, businesses going defunct and stuff uh, you know what I'm I'm sure you get it yeah I'm gonna sing uh, the m- numerously uh, covered song I think we're alone now which was originally by Tommy James and the Shondells in 1967. Then once again, covered by Tiffany, Lene Lovich, Snuff, Girls Aloud, and most recently, Green Day frontman Billy Joe Armstrong, which I think is the best. And uh, hopefully this will make up for my crappy performance that I did at Teen Poets with previous guest John Arroyo. No offense, John. Guess I'm not ready for a duet, so here we go. Two years of COVID, everybody. Screw it. We can't take any more. Enjoy. Sorry. Children behave. That's what they say when we're together. And watch how you play. They don't understand, and so we're running just as fast as we can. Holding on to one another's hand. Trying to get away into the night, and then you put your arms around me, and we tumble to the ground, and then you say, I think we're alone now. There doesn't seem to be anyone around. I think we're alone now. The beating of our heart is the only sound Look at the way We gotta hide what we're doing Cause what would they say If they ever knew And so we're running just as fast as we can Pulling out to one another's hand Trying to get away into the night And then you put your arms around me And we tumble to the ground And then you say I think we're alone now There doesn't seem to be anyone around I think we're alone now The beating of our hearts is the only sound I think we're alone now there doesn't seem to be anyone around 
think we're alone now The beating of our hearts is the only sound I think we're alone now doesn't seem to be anyone around I think we're alone now The beating of our hearts is the only sound